good morning, maybe to some old friends that have been walking with us for a while as we have been walking through scripture, and maybe hello to some new friends <clears throat> that um, we have just met. You have just started your journey of listening with us. We are so glad that you are here too. My name is Nick Person. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I'm so thankful that you have joined us for the journey as we continue to journey through the book of First Timothy. What I love, as I referred to yesterday, I love that there is Paul, this guy who has seen a lot, who is pouring into Timothy, who hasn't seen as much. And there's this encouragement from Paul to Timothy that really is priceless. It's a reminder of what is true. It's a reminder to keep walking in faith. And today we're going to continue. Yesterday we saw some qualifications really for deacons and their wives, but really as a follower of Christ, there's a lot of takeaways for all of us. And then today, as we conclude this chapter of 1 Timothy chapter 3, we're really going to see the essence of the mystery of the gospel, the essence um, and really what it means to follow in Christ, what it means to confess Christ, and really the banner we hold up. And we are only going to read two verses. I know you're thinking to yourself, man, two verses. Maybe some of you are going, woo, two verses. Maybe some of you are going, man, I wish I had more. Um, but in these verses, we're going to see this confession of Christ, really this confession of the church, of who Christ is, what he has done, and then our response to that. So it's a packed three verses, uh, strong verses. And so if you haven't been with us and you don't know the rhythm, I'm going to read, kind of give some context, kind of give some insight, and then hopefully give some applications today as to how we can live this out, um, and how we can walk in a different manner based on what we read today. So we're going to begin in verse number 14. It says this, I write these things to you, hoping to come to you soon. Again, you have to remember that this was a letter written by Paul, and so he's writing and telling Timothy in this early church that, hey, I hope to come to you. I hope to encourage you, not just through letter, but also through word that will be in person Verse 15, but if I should be delayed, I have written so that you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. Here's the deal. Really, what you see in the narrative of Scripture is God choosing the people and telling these people how to live in light of him being the king. You see that in the nation of Israel. Really, you see when these people are freed from Egypt's grasp. The hardest part wasn't freeing them from Egypt. It was getting that slave mentality out of them, getting a way of living and a way of conducting themselves that wasn't um, reflective of how the people of God should reflect him. And so it's this, hey, how do we live in light of who our king is? And the same is true today, because I don't know if you're anything like me. I want to live how I want to live because the majority of the time I sit on the throne of my life. But the invitation from God is that he has a better kingdom. He has a better way. And if we are willing to surrender our ways of the lesser kingdom for a greater kingdom, we will live in a better way and we will live lives that reflect our king, which is the church of the living God. Again, he says, conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God. The kingdom of God is his bride and it is big and it is broad and it is beautiful. Not always does the bride reflect the groom, which is Jesus, but the intent of the people of God was to reflect the king. The pillar and the foundation of truth. 
So, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of truth. He said, hey, as you live out my ways, we are built on truth. And what is this cornerstone of truth? Verse 16. And most certainly the mystery of godliness is great. So you hear that phrase and you're like, oh, I can't know. But then what Paul's going to do is he's going to explain this mystery of godliness. I love that Paul goes, hey, I know this mystery of godliness is, ha- has led some people wondering, but let me tell you what this is. He was manifested in the flesh, talking about Jesus, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. This early church would sing really a psalm or a hymn um, with these words to remind them of who Jesus was and what Jesus did. And so I don't want you to just read that and go, hmm, okay, that's cool. Let me break it down a little bit. He was manifested in the flesh. This is a reference to the incarnation of the Son of God, saying that Jesus was God in flesh. He was manifested in the flesh. He was God in flesh. Vindicated in the spirit means Jesus was declared by the Father as his beloved son. God gave his affirmation that Jesus is who he says he is. Jesus performed supernatural works to reveal the Father. Jesus was the one who was, the one who is, the one who forevermore will be. He was empowered. He was a part of the Holy Trinity and he was raised from the dead. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. Seen by angels. This is a reminder that really um, heavenly beings attended to Jesus um, at his birth, his temptation, resurrection, ascension. And, and this is God's affirmation of who Jesus was. Next, preached among the nations. The proclamation of the gospel is for everybody. Hear me, for God so loved the world that anyone, for God so loved the world that whosoever. So this gospel is for the world. Um, taken up in glory. Believed in on the, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up to glory. Really, that whole believed on in the world is referring to really faith in Christ for forgiveness and sins and the gift of eternal life. Believed on in the world, this is the gift of the gospel, is grace and to be forever with Jesus, but also you get to live in the here and now and allow heaven to intersect earth through you and taking up in glory, just Christ's ascension into heaven. This was the early church proclamation. This is what they held up. This was the banner. It always went back to Jesus. Hear me, everyone. It always goes back to Jesus. Your worth, your value, your foundation, your identity is rooted in the completed work of Jesus, which is solid, which is unshifting, and it does not change. The world's going to try to tell you often what you're not, but listen to who God tells you who you already are. And if you do that, you walk differently in the kingdom of God. So today, my prayer for you is that you will revisit that, hey, he was manifested in the flesh. He was vindicated in the spirit. He was seen by angels. He was preached among the nations. He was believed on in the world. And he was taken up to glory. Let that be our confession today and let that change the way we walk today. 
I hope that you will join us back next week as we continue through the book of 1 Timothy and see what God has in store for us. See what God did in the time of Timothy, but also to see what he's still actively doing now. Remember, you have a God who goes before you, a God who loves you, and a God who has your back. I pray that you will remember that and walk well and let our confession be Jesus and let our feet follow the King. And we pray all these things in his magnificent name. You guys go be blessed and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm.